Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Happy 4th of July. If you're listening to this in the U.S. today, as this show goes live, it is the 4th of July, so I hope you're able to celebrate with your friends and family and have an amazing day. Um, I thought this week that I would talk about personal freedom. I no, This is something that I, I have struggled with this. I've talked about this over the past couple of episodes, and I feel like I'm slowly starting to t- turn a corner on this, on this concept of personal freedom. And so this week I want to get into that a little more and, and talk about three kind of high-level areas. Lessons learned from 2020. What does personal freedom actually mean to you? And where do we go from here? So we're going to get into all three of those those areas today for discussion. And if you're new to the show, welcome to the podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm the host of this podcast called Create What You Speak. And this is where we talk about how to change our thoughts to change our life. And I do have a course that I've created called the BS Method that assists with this. And the BS Method stands for the Better Stories Method. So I teach you how to tell a better story an internal story in five minutes or less. And this is something I used in my own life. I've developed this as a way to um, change my own stories, change those self-destructive stories, and change my thought patterns into more uh, manageable, (laughs) more manageable ways of living with myself in my body. So if you're interested in learning more about that, please check out thebsmethod.com. So personal freedom. Um... I was thinking back over the last year and, you know, I work in a project based job. And one of the things that we do at the end of our projects, not all the time, but on the good projects <laughs> is we go back and we'll do a, a lessons learned from the project. So what did we learn? What could we do better? Um, what didn't go well? You know, that kind of stuff. So I was thinking that from about that from the perspective of 2020 and into this year. What, what were my lessons learned? Like, what did I get out of the past year? And so the really negative ones are easy to come up with, right? Like the control, the censorship, being locked down against our will, being forced to do things, you know, against our will, having um, the system come in and, uh, you know, shut down businesses and and all of this, like, very painful emotions, very, um, very, very just traumatic for, for most of us. And I think we're still experiencing the aftershock of those traumas that we all went through. And... Well, it was equally bad. Yes, I I mean, we all lived it, so we all know. I, I did start to look and find, though, some positive things that came out when I was really thinking back from an objective view of this. And some of the things that I realized were my lessons learned from the past year and a half were everything that we went through really helped me to see things more clearly. Like I saw the reality of things. I saw things that I thought made me who I am get taken away to the point where I was left with nothing but myself. And I had to really examine that. I had to really look at that and I fought it and I hated it and I didn't want to do it. And I raged against it for months and months. But then I realized I couldn't keep doing this anymore. I have to... I can rage against this for the rest of my life or I can take a look at some of these things that I'm wanting to hide from. And that has turned out to be a really good thing for me. It's been um, very 
rocky and emotional, but coming out on the other side, I can look back and, and see that that was something very positive from, from the past year. And seeing the reality of things and having those things, you know, break away and, and kind of fall away to where I couldn't identify with things, you know, like, like I used to like going, you know, going to concerts or traveling or, you know, whatever it was that I would have used as ways to identify myself. Um, those things weren't there. And so what does it really mean to be with me? And having this pattern interruption and really the shakeup of the system is, it's like, you know, tossing a, a, you know, shaking a snow globe or something, right? Everything has been up in the air and a lot of things are still up in the air, but there's some things that are starting to settle and land. And I feel like I'm starting to get my, my concept of who I am back. And that's this, this, personal freedom and, and what that means. When I thought about that for myself, what does personal freedom actually mean to me? Um, I, at first I didn't know. I had to really think about this. Like I had to really, what does it mean to me? Because I know what it doesn't mean, right? I know all the things I talked about, the control, the censorship, the being forced to do things against our will, right? That's not personal freedom. But if I had to really identify a starting point for personal freedom, it, it's really freedom from my own self and my own mind. Like that, that's, that to me is where personal freedom starts. Like getting away from this self-destructive habits that I have, the sabotage, the inner sabotage, right? The inner, um, wanting to destroy myself from within, not even like forget everything going on outside, right? If, if I don't have that freedom within my own mind to be who I am, to know who I am, to know what I stand for, to know what's important to me, to know what I value and what I care for, all my experiences in this world are just going to be reflective of those um, uncertainties I have about myself. The the uh, you know the unclear, the more unclear I am about me and what I want, where I'm going, what I believe in, the more I, I've, you know the more situations I get that reflect that. So, really having that inner personal understanding or knowledge or awareness of how I can be friends with myself, how I can be in this body and not want to destroy myself from within um, at all times. And I would say prior to 2020, that's probably how I lived my life most of the time. Now, I wasn't, um, you know, it would ebb and flow, right? There would be, you know, it'd be up and down and around. And um, but often there were very high spikes and very low, right? It was very spiky. Like I would feel um, these inner emotions of, pain, uh, like pain and anxiety and fear and all this stuff, right? And it would spike up and down so quickly and so fast. It was like this, this stabbing emotional roller coaster that I was constantly on. And energetically and, and emotionally, it was so draining and so exhausting. So having the experience of being able to go through 2020 and, and look at those, what I actually learned and taking, getting myself, um, caring about myself enough to get help from outside myself, right? Being able to work with a qualified therapist who I could actually trust and who I believed um, or who I felt actually was on my side and then I could be open and honest with was one way that I was really able to move past a lot of these these things, these old ways of being, right? And move into this more, this different state going forward of more of a place of personal freedom in my own, within myself, right? Within my own mind, this calmness, this, this centeredness, this, um, confidence within myself. So having that, that inner belief within ourselves to 
care about ourselves enough to free ourselves from ourselves, right? That that's that's one definition of personal freedom to me. So the other side of that is then you know, then looking outside of ourselves to how do we interact with the world, right? And personal freedom to me means freedom to live as a sovereign being, right? I'm a sovereign being. I create my own reality. And having the ability to do that, as long as I'm working in my own space where I'm not harming anybody, right, then personal freedom to me is that freedom to live and act and be and exist in this world as a sovereign being. And I don't think that we got a lot of that. <laughs> I know we didn't over the past year and a half. But what I think that did was wake us up to how we have been living in these, um, like with these blinders on or these these uh, this this veil of illusion all these years of other areas that maybe we thought we were living freely, but we weren't. And so that's gotten, you know, everybody questioning, okay, so what does that really mean? And so you're, you're, we're seeing all of these things spin up, right? We, we see these problems develop where people want to live more free, right? So you see things like um, cell phones being developed that are no longer allow for tracking, right? You see um, cryptocurrency has become more mainstream, right? Because people want decentralized ways to exchange money. You see um, all kinds of people going, quote, out of the matrix in order to live a more free life. And I, I the snow globe analogy that I gave where you shake it up and it's, you know, kind of all in the air, I still feel like a lot of that's up in the air. There's some things that are landing, but people are understanding the problem. People are are seeing the problems and they're seeing the demand, the desire that other people have. And and I, I think I did a whole show on this about how that op- there's so much opportunity right now, I feel like, to address these issues. Because if you have a problem or if you have a want right now that is not currently a matrix or it's something that's outside of the matrix, you can probably bet that there are other people who want the same thing. So this gives everybody so much opportunity to be able to create things that meet that need and solve that problem of allowing humans to live more freely, to live as sovereign beings. And so when we think about the lessons learned and then we think about what does actually personal freedom mean to us? Then the next question I had to myself was, okay, so where do I go from here then? Right? Where do I go from here? We're still in this shakeup phase where there's, there, we're starting to see some, some solutions being developed, right? There's, um, things that are, um, happening out there that are innovative. They're exciting, at least to me, they're, they're creative. They're, they're solving these needs that the population has in order to live more freely. But, this is unlike anything else we've ever been through, right? Because this was a total shakeup of everything, not just one thing, right? If I if I think back prior to 2020 and I maybe question where do I go from here, it, it was generally just like one area of my life, right? It was one thing, one topic, one one something, right? But right now we're in like where everything is up in the air. Everything is being shaken. Everything is being questioned and everything is being turned on its end to all be redone, reimagined, reconfigured, remade in some way that solves the need that people have. And so this is this, that's why I think this is unlike anything else, because we're not, we're, we're solving so many problems at once. And not when I say we, I don't mean like each person is individually 
responsible for creating all the solutions, right? There's people who are going to be good at tech that are going to solve those problems. There are people that are going to be good at the financial side that are going to solve those problems, right? But we, we don't, we, it's almost like we don't have anything to hold on to or grasp onto anymore that's familiar. And that, that for me for the past couple of weeks has been very distressing, very problematic because I didn't really quite know what to do with that. But there's, so I, I've been a consultant for a long time and one of my first consulting jobs, the somebody told me at this job, um, the best advice I can give you is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that is so fitting for right now because that's where we are. That's that everything is so up in the air. It's so uncomfortable. But if we can get comfortable with being in the being uncomfortable, it makes this more manageable to go through. It, it, it stops the the assumption that everything is going to end up being the worst thing in the world. And it starts to allow for more options, more opportunities, more. Um, it, it widens the view of possibility. Um because what we're going through is this total shift of thought, right? We're, we're going through this, this this opening of creativity. This this um, like where everything's on the table, right? There's no there's no template for it. There's no formula. Everything is open and on the table. And so there we're we're combining these old ways of maybe doing things with new innovative technology and we're, we're relearning things, right? We're re-educating ourselves. We're looking at things in the past that maybe we would have considered, quote, education or would have considered a source of, of truth for something or would have considered a, you know, a way of doing something. And now it's kind of like, wait, is that actually still true for me? Is that accurate? And so really being able to go within and figure out what it is that you actually want, right? What does personal freedom mean for you? And and once you define that, then where do you go from here for that in your life, for you? So I have some suggestions I want to talk through there that are kind of three high-level areas that I was thinking about when I was thinking about personal freedom and, and probably the three areas that are important to me. Because um, we could talk a lot about this. There's just so much that could be brought into with this. But really for me, what what are the most exciting parts of all of what's coming and what we're starting to see glimpses of, like with you know with new cell phones, with um with the, some of the newer technology, with crypto, with um just just everything that we're seeing is really having the ability to enter and leave the matrix at will, right? So being able to enter the matrix when I need to do something, but then also having op- opportunities or the availability to exit the matrix when. Um, I don't want to play the game that the system is requiring me to play. So an example of this would be, you know, what we have with uh, all these, these things about the passports and what might or might not be required with that, right? If we get into situations where you have to have said passport to go in the grocery store or go to a, you know, a, a event of some sort, right? So I don't want to play the game. So, okay, if I don't want to play the game, then I need to have alternatives. And so what do those alternatives look like? So that's the kind of thinking that I, when I'm talking about, where do we go from here? It's, it's, it's thinking outside of the box. It's getting these alternative opportunities lined up. It's understanding them. It's not, this isn't like a prep for the end of time kind of thing where everything is going to come crashing down and we're going to go back to like, you know, 1800s living where we have to like churn our own butter or something like that, right? What, what I'm talking about is actually taking some of those old ways, quote, old ways of doing things. Maybe it's something like bartering or having like smaller networks of people to trade with, but then using technology along with that. Like maybe there's something with, um, you know, how paying with crypto in those scenarios or being able to go off grid as you see fit in, in those kinds of um, situations. So 
here's some areas that I wanted to talk about today when it relates to personal freedom. And, and just to give you some ideas of um, lessons learned, what what personal freedom means to me in these areas, and then where some suggestions, some thoughts of where to go from here. So the first one I want to talk about is um, finances. So lessons learned, what we've seen for the past, what, year and a half, is that um, being part of a matrix system as it comes to relate to finances um, gives the powers that be, in some instances, the ability to shut off your ability to receive money, to pay money, to accept money, all that kind of stuff, right? Based on what they deem to be acceptable or not. So many people have been deplatformed. They've been removed off of all the different um, types of pay payment processing. They've um, had their livelihoods taken away, right? So, so that is not freedom, obviously. So personal freedom to me in this financial space is having the ability to interact with people monetarily in a way that is not censored, that is not, that you do not have to be fearful of um, repercussions for sharing your beliefs. And so some way, you know, crypto is, I'm not even going to get into all that because that's too long of a conversation and there's people that are much better qualified to talk about that. But crypto is one avenue. Now there is a lot of things going on in that space where I, I personally think that there's things getting hijacked and um, the original intent is now changed, you know, in, in things are spun in a certain way and all that kind of stuff. But um, having having the ability to earn money outside of the matrix. And so most of us have a day job, right, that we do. But, we, you know, you've heard the term side hustle over the years, right? And I've done that for years with various websites and um, this podcast and other things that I've worked on. But in the past, those side hustles were tied into the matrix, right? They were payment processors were used that are matrix related payment processors. So what I'm talking about with this, if you think about personal personal freedom in the area of finances and where do we go from here, how can you start to look at these side hustles or these, these other types of side things in a way that gives you personal freedom? So some of the ways to do that, like I just said, are accepting crypto, right? If you do these kinds of things or even moving to a cash only type system um, to accept payments. And there's, there's all kinds of things you can do in this, right? You could, I was reading, I read this, uh, this newsletter called Counter Markets, which I highly recommend. It's it's very, I love the perspective that they have in there. I don't always agree with everything, but I really do love the the perspective. And they were talking about some of this stuff. And, and what they were saying was that um, in the article that they were talking about different ways to exit the matrix and, and some opportunities. And one of the things they brought up was uh, delivery businesses right now, how huge that is with with everything going on and how many um, people want things delivered these days and how thing, they got things delivered, you know, in like a, $50,000 truck or something. You know what I mean? So this isn't like people doing this are making money. They're making money. And he was talking about in the article, the guy was talking about his landscaping person who is not a U.S. citizen, but has a very successful landscaping business. And he's found a way to do that by going out of the matrix. So he only deals in cash. You know, he has these networks set up where he, you know, buys things from particular people. And he, and he you know, th there's ways to do this where you don't have to feel tied into a system that is going to push you down for having different beliefs. So delivery business was one, uh, cleaning, teaching others. There's always people who want to learn things and every single one of you listening knows something that you would teach something else about. So teaching people, teaching people and then getting paid in crypto and or cash is a great way to have personal freedom and in a different way, in a different way to think about it. Um, reselling things, right? Salvaging things and then reselling. When I, I remember when I was younger, we used to go to 
yard sales and buy things and then resell it on eBay <laughs> back then. Now, I'm not suggesting eBay today, but there's other systems out there. There's other methods that this can be done. And if you're a creative person, you can make all kinds of cool stuff with that, right? There's things like, um, you know, even I go to the farmer's market every week and there are people who make all kinds of different food things, right? There's granola, there's, um, you know, baked items, there's, you know, all kinds of beauty products, all kinds of stuff, right? Food production, or even if you like to do like landscaping or um, flowers or, plants right there's somebody at the farmer's market who grows specific kinds of plants and sells them there so all of these kinds of things are areas that you can start to explore how you can do things differently to gain your personal freedom and i think it, that to me is exciting it's fun it's interesting it's like a challenge to to try to solve um another area so is and this one for me is huge is it's food like the one of the lessons learned for me from 2020 was I will never forget that feeling of feeling like I could not go into the grocery store because of the whole mask situation and the way people were railing on other people and the psychoness that we saw. Um, that to me, I don't, I still don't feel like I've quite got over that. Like that was very disturbing to me. It was very, um, I, I just, I, if, if you had told me any time prior in my life that I wasn't gonna be able to walk in the grocery store and buy food, I would have never believed you. But I've experienced it. I've been through it, just like you have. And now I know I can I can see things differently. So I started to really question how I'm buying food then, right? I, I hated getting Instacart. I hated having the pickup. I did not like other people picking out my produce and giving me crappy squished, you know, fruits and vegetables or buying stuff with one day, you know, for the expiration it was in one day. And I got sick of it. So, um... I decided to start looking at my the way I buy and consume food differently. And I, like I said, I started going to my local farmer's market and I started buying from local people. I started, which also shifted the way I eat. So instead of buying cheap, crappy food that doesn't actually have any nutrients to, you know, sustain me, I started really looking at that and deciding to buy better food. And with better food, I decided to buy that from people locally and so establishing those relationships at the farmer's market from those people that if the grocery stores would go through this again and who knows what what'll happen but i have actually local people i can call i know those people i know how to i i can get quality food um from people that i trust and that's really important to me because that was a very very disturbing part of the lessons learned for me in 2020 and I think the last part of this, when I think about lessons learned and personal freedom and, and where do we go from here, the last piece of this for me was the mental health, like I talked about, having that, freeing myself from my own self. So relearning some things that I thought, being willing to relearn some things that I thought were true, educating myself, re-educating myself actually, seeking out conversations at my level where I can grow, where I can explore, where I don't have to necessarily agree with everything that's being said, but I'm not... Um, but I'm being I'm being exposed to different opinions and different perspectives. That's why I really like the Counter Markets newsletter that I talked about, um, CounterMarkets.com. If you want to find out more, um, because I feel like they give different perspectives, they give different ideas, and that's what I want right now. I want different perspectives. I don't want the 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 same old regurgitated thing we talked about last week about having new ideas and not regurgitating what everybody tells you. And and that's what I wanted. I wanted new and different ideas. And in that mental health component of things of being willing to really look at things differently and, and ex 
consume different viewpoints and different ideas, but not be necessarily um, having to believe every single thing that's being told, just just taking it all in and then filtering and sorting and like kind of deciding, okay, this is what works for me, right? This is personal freedom for me. This is where I go from here for me, for me, right? Because we all get to decide this individually. It's not a group effort. We all get to decide this individually. And so I, I really, this this concept or this goal of being able to leave and enter the matrix at will, I, I think it's still highly under development, right? There's so many things that are happening. There's so many things being redone, reconfigured, remade. Um, there's things we don't even know about that are going to come up in the next month, two months, one year. So I think it's exciting. I think it's, if, if we can look at it from these perspectives of the lessons learned, what does personal freedom mean individually to ourselves? And then where do we want to go from here to, to start to live in more of that, that space and that space where we feel and are operating from a place of personal freedom. It's like, now I have the landscape. Now I understand what I'm up against. Now I can see what, what they can do. Now I can see how this might go. So I'm not living in fear anymore. I'm not going to live with this anxiety of what's next or, um, you know, trying to live in the bunker in the middle of the woods, right, until the next thing happens. I'm not going to live my life that way. But what I am going to do is I'm, I'm going to start to look at things differently. I'm going to start to seek out ways that I can get new perspectives so I can experience what we're going through in a different way, in a more positive way, in a way that works for me, in a way that brings me more personal freedom. Now, sometimes that, that's not always going to be possible, depending on what we're up against. But I do have the the end goal, the the intention to live from a place of personal freedom. And you can do the same thing too. So I wanted to talk about personal freedom. I think it's so important to start thinking from this way, to start reframing things in this way, and then to actually start to take the action in your life for you that works for you that gets your your creativity or your um gets you to feeling good about that again right because i think that's part of it too is we we need to start feeling good about this again about our own personal freedom but we've got to decide what that is we've got to decide what that means for us internally before we can decide what it means outside of us and how we interact with others so that's it on this week's show for the topic of personal freedom. If you have thoughts, con any comments, or anything you'd like to say, uh, you can email me at sloanfremont at pm.me. If you have any questions, if you want to chat about anything, I'm on social media, Gab, Minds, um, Odyssey, all my videos, uh, BitChute as well. I'll link to all of that in the show notes. So until next week, remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. <laughs>